You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I talked a little bit about this on the show today, but I wanted to go back over it because they're looking at my notes. There's a part of it that I did not mention that I wanted to mention. I was talking about the idea of opening day this year, obviously being hard for everyone. I know it's hard for me. And the reason that I think that it's so difficult is a couple reasons. One, baseball is a companion. It's a companion that we know that we're going to have for six months. Six months pretty much every night, you know that baseball is going to be there for you. Even if it's not your own team, you know that you're going to finish work. You're going to come home. Maybe you're picking up dinner. Maybe you're making dinner. Maybe dinner's on the grill. And you know that you're going to catch a couple innings. It's interesting because I I kept thinking about my own investment in baseball. Obviously, like I do this for a living. I watch games for a living. So it's I always try to talk about it in a different way because I know that what the way that I consume baseball is not the way that you necessarily consume baseball. And so I talk to my friends that don't do this for a living and yeah, they're doing other stuff. Like when I sit down to watch a game, for the most part, I'm sitting down to watch a game with a notepad and listening very intently to the broadcast because there might be something on the broadcast that I want to talk about. You know, maybe Stoney says it has some kernel of wisdom that I can use on the show the next day or that White Sox fans are listening to. Maybe Lynn and JD explain something that happened in the clubhouse that gives perspective to what's happening on the field. But most people don't sit and watch nine innings of every game. You're maybe watching every game, but you're not watching it that way. And you know that it's going to be there for you. You know that at the end of the day, after you've had a day, it's going to be there. I kept thinking about the 2020 season because I think on both sides of town, there were things to really look forward to. On the north side, you're looking forward to this like new day and a, and a kind of a turning of a page. Not completely, but kind of. With there not being Joe Madden. And for those people who were like, oh, well, you know, they needed to change. Like, change was important. And those arguments were being made over a year ago that the Cubs should change. 
and that Madden was the thing that would be easiest for them to change because it's not like you're going to trade away a bunch of players and you're not going to get rid of Theo and Jed. And so now you enter David Ross. And I can tell you from what I saw in Mesa that David Ross has a different approach. I think that there are elements of Joe Madden that are in there but he has a different approach to how he's going to go about things. It's a little bit more of a regimented way of going about scheduling from what I saw. Now, this is who knows what, what would happen in games because there weren't enough games that David Ross managed. Even spring training, he was sick, remember? He was sick at the beginning of spring training and didn't even manage the first couple of games that the Cubs had. Uh, of spring training but even in that there was this idea of well here's something that's new here's something that we can watch and we can figure out if we're going to watch closely what happens with David Ross what happens now that Chris Bryant is seemingly satisfied with where he's at his grievance has been heard it has been declined And now he's back with the Cubs. So what happens next? Is he he going to be a healthy, good player that is happy? And is what happens now with his trade value? Like There were all these things that were interesting to think about. What does that rotation look like now? What does you, Darvish, look like now that we have a better understanding of what happened to him in the 2017 World Series. Now that we know that the Astros were cheating, do we look at him in a in a different way? And should we look at him in a different way? I've always felt that Darvish is one of those dudes that Cubs fans, they want to embrace him, but there wasn't the chance to because he was hurt that first year and then He was up and down in the first half of last season. Second half of the season, he was lights out. He was great. And I think that people are starting to understand what he was going through after finding out that the Astros were cheating. So there was a lot of stuff on the north side, and I threw this in on the air. The thing that I was looking forward to was seeing if Kyle Schwarber could duplicate what he did in the second half of the season last year because he was unreal. If, If you were curious, if you didn't go look, I did the looking for you. The numbers on Schwarber are kind of sick, man. He was an 871 OPS for the whole season with 38 home runs. In the second half, he had a slash line of 280, 366, 631. For a 997 OPS, 20 home runs and 60 starts. In September, his numbers got crazy good. 341, 419, 681. An 1100 OPS. Now, can he do that consistently? All of these are questions about the 2020 Cubs that you're looking forward to seeing if there are actual answers to. And there are more. I mean, I could go on. I could list the rest of the rotation and What's fair to be expected from John Lester at this point in his career? And can Kyle Hendricks take a another step in his development? 
will Quintana ever get back to what the Cubs were hoping he would be for them? Did they learn anything? Does this, this coaching staff, does Ross offer any insight into why they're not getting the best out of him? Over on the south side, man, there's so much. There's so much to think about. I seem to focus on Moncada because I think that he might be the best player on that team. And this is what you were hoping a couple years ago when you made the trade for him. And he played that way last year. Is there more? Is there another gear that he can get to? What happens with Robert in center field? Is he able to handle playing a center field where the guys to the left and the guys to his right of him are going to struggle to catch the ball? Can Tim Anderson be a better defender? And if he is a better defender, what does that look like? How good are the White Sox going to be with Yasmani Grandal behind the plate? Do they have enough pitching? Did they do enough in adding that pitching? To make them good. All these questions, you know. Can Ricky manage a team with expectations? Because I know I'm looking at him like, okay. We know that you're the developmental manager. We know that that's why teams bring you in. But now you have a team that's expected to do something. What happens? And then at the end of it, it's all kind of taken away from us. And it's okay to feel a little bit off about it. Because of the relationship that baseball has with all of us and that we have with it. That relationship is, it's there. It's there. And for most of us, without any major delays, save 9-11 and a strike that happened 26 years ago. Baseball is always kind of there for us. So now it's opening day and we turn up and we know that it's not going to be. And it's probably still not going to be there for a while. The nature of the game itself, even if someone came along with a magic wand and was able to wipe away the coronavirus, baseball will still need weeks to get itself back up and running. Just for the pitchers, they would need it. They would need the time. They've been away from the game too long now to just go back and act like everything's normal. So we're going to have to wait. We're going to have to wait a long time. And it sucks. All of us would... The That's the thing that struck me when I was thinking about talking about this, whether it was on the show or here on the podcast today is that trying to figure out and find comfort was usually something that we would assign to watching a game. That if you had had a hard day at work or a rough day with your spouse or a rough day with the kids, that there was a couple of innings of comforting baseball on the television or on the radio that you could turn to, and now it isn't there. So what happens? Well, what happens is we're all going to figure out other ways to cope. But the missing of baseball is a very real thing. And I feel for any baseball fan that's kind of stuck 
in a loop of their feelings right now. I'm I'm with you. I'm one of you on wanting the game to be back, but understanding that it can't, and it can't be for a really long time. I guess the good thing that comes out of it is we have a greater appreciation for why we love the game. And I wonder if the people around baseball are realizing that too. And I wonder what they do with it. But I do wish that people would stop asking them when is baseball coming back because they have no idea. It's like asking me that I don't know. You don't know either. But whatever it is that you're feeling, it's okay to feel it. It's opening day and you were hoping that you were going to take a break from work. Like even just a little break to check in on what's going on with the game. You were going to sit down and you were going to watch your team for a little bit. And to not have that is is hard. Because that cycle of baseball goes away, it's wintertime, it's dark early, was coming back around to baseball's coming back. And my summer nights are going to be filled with baseball. And that's in jeopardy. And it sucks. Thanks for listening.